Hallelujah and praise God, everyone. It's come by the way of stay into his word.com. Stay.intohisword.com. So glad to have you following along with us at stay to stay into his word.com. I'm hoping uh, that you continue to stay with us as we endeavor to bring you the word of God with clarity, with hope, with promise. Yes, there's a lot of promises in the word of God. The word of God is not difficult to understand. Just pray about it. Pray about it and keep listening and keep coming back. And God will open up your understanding. And uh, that's about it. So let's uh, let's go to God in prayer right, right now. I hope you have your Bibles with you. Remember to always bring your Bible when you come to stay.intohisword.com. So uh, as you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to open our hearts, open our minds, open our souls. We pray for the lost, for the sick, for the shut-in. We pray for the rulers of this world, for those that are in authority. We pray for peace to come over each and every person that is upset and angry and in a hostile situation, Lord. We pray for peace in those situations, God. We pray peace come over the healer, uh, the leaders of the lands, of the nations, Lord, that they would uh, make sound decisions, Lord, good decisions for the people, us, the people, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, and everybody says, amen. Did you say amen? Amen. All right. So if you have your Bible, we're going to go to the book of Daniel, one of the, uh, uh, I guess you could say it's a prophetic book of the Bible. Pretty good book. We're going to talk about Daniel's vision, uh, Daniel's vision and, and, and what happens with us. Uh, there's some things that took place here that are parallel with our lives. So Daniel's vision in chapter 10, and let's start reading at verse 1. And uh, there's going to be a little bit of reading here. So here we go. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel's whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. Well, we could stop right there, but we're going to keep going. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine near my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all. But three whole weeks were fulfilled. And the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river Hedekel, then I lifted up mine eyes and I looked and behold a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of Upas. 
His body also was like burl and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms as the feet like a color of polished brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quakening fell upon them. So they fled and hid themselves. Let's let's talk about that just for a little bit. Uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you anoint our ears, anoint my lips, let my mind uh, dwell in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. So that I could uh, display and disseminate this word as you would like it to be to the hearers. Those that are abroad, those that are on the East Coast, West Coast, and far, far abroad. Share this word with someone. Share it with yourself. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And be sure to visit. Amen. And be sure to visit intohisword.com. All right. So, Daniel, there are some prerequisites here before Daniel was able to get a hold of God, if you would, or before he had a spiritual vision. How many times have we come to God and we're praying and we're fasting? Hallelujah. Or, or sometimes we just come to God without praying, without fasting and just come to God. And it seems like nothing's happening. It seems like heaven of brass. It seems like God's not listening. Hallelujah. Perhaps maybe we should prepare ourselves to be able to hear from God. Prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls to be able to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, to have a vision, to see what God has for us in our lives. Come on now. We need to take a, a situation and turn it, a, a carnal situation, full of carnality, and turn it into a spiritual situation. How many, we go to work Monday through Friday. Or some of us work uh, weird work schedules, but nevertheless, we're at work. And here Daniel was uh, in the spiritual realm. Uh, no doubt Daniel had responsibilities, just like many of us, and we have our own responsibilities. But sometimes we got to push the plate aside, as they say. Sometimes we have to get into a place of prayer, into a place of solitude, a place of one-on-one. Just me and God, or you and God. You, the faithful listener, you that, that that's trying to get into the body of Christ, you that's hunger and thirsting after righteousness. The Bible says you shall be filled. But when you're hunger and you're thirsting after righteousness, there's going to be certain things that you're going to want to do or certain things that you would do to get that hunger and to get that thirst fulfilled. When you're hungry, uh, you go home from work. Come home from playing ball, whatever it is. First thing sometimes is on your heart, on your mind, is going straight to the refrigerator to see what's in there to eat. So if anything is between you and the refrigerator, it better get out of the way because you have a determined mind, a determined heart, a determined nation to get to that refrigerator. And that's how it should be for us that are seeking to go to the next level with God. We have to have that determination. And here we see Daniel had a determination. It said that uh, in those days, in verse 2, it said he was mourning three full weeks. 
He was in a place of prayer, a place of supplication, a prayer of bringing his body, Apostle Paul said, into subjection, buffeting himself, putting his body through something, afflicting the soul, fasting. He was fasting for three, four weeks. He didn't eat any pleasant bread, neither did any flesh. Wine came to his mouth. He didn't even anoint himself at all, at all for all those three whole weeks of fasting. That that's that's a commitment. I have a problem. I think uh, my wife and I we may have fasted one time for a total of I think it was fourteen days. And let me tell you, that was early on in our spiritual walk with God. I'm telling you, that was when we were just like, we're gonna do this, and we did it. And we saw miraculous things take place. We got closer to God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, but we haven't fasted like that since then. But we do fast. But we haven't fasted like that since then. Because that's a that's a serious commitment. That's a serious afflicting of your soul. When you still have to wake up, go to work, uh, and do all your normal things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And without very little nourishment and without little food uh, to sustain you and to 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 get you on your way. But here, when once we do get to that place where we're fasting and we're praying and we're seeking God, one day we'll just look up and God will be there for us. And we'll, he may even give us a vision here. Daniel had an opportunity and he had a vision. Hallelujah. In his vision, he said, I lifted up mine eyes, I looked and beheld a certain man, not just any man, but a certain man was clothed uh, in linen, whose loins was girded about with fine gold. In other words, right around his waistband, it was it was like a big, thick belt or like a belt with fine gold of, of, of euphas. His body, then Daniel goes on to explain the body of this man that he saw uh, when he was in this in this special spiritual place because he had put himself in that spiritual place by fasting and praying and mourning. Uh, I, I believe Daniel was, he could have been just shut up in his closet, praise God. But nevertheless, Daniel was in a special place. And we need to get in that special place ourselves and we can have some experiences that we've never had before, especially in the church. If we're in the church, hallelujah, and if you want to get in the church, praise God, then we can get to a special place of prayer, special anointing on our life. And God will show us things that we cannot see in the natural we would be able to see beyond the natural world into the spiritual world with an understanding of God's plan. Praise God. That's where we would be. That's how we can do. But it takes some affliction. It takes some suffering. It takes some sacrifice. And Daniel did this. And God gave him this vision. And he saw this man in fine linen whose body was like unto burl and his face as the appearance of lightning. And his eyes as lamps of fire. And his arms and his feet like the color of polished brass. What color is brass? What color? Uh, polished grass. Like brown, shiny brown brass. Praise God. And the voice of his words were like the voice of a multitude. So when, he, when, this, when this person was dressed in fine linen and eyes like a fire and brass colored skin... When this person spoke, it was like the multitudes spoke when he opened his mouth and he spoke. Hallelujah. 
Let's turn, if you would please, to Revelations chapter 1. See who this, what, what is he talking about here? Revelations chapter 1 and verse uh, 14. 1 and 14. Get there with you. Praise God. 1 and 14. Now let's go to 1 and 13. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one, like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Now we talked about that already. Praise God. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto the fine brass, and as if they had burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Oh, hallelujah. Who is this talking about? Who? What is this vision Daniel had had? Sounds like he's talking about the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. What a vision. What a vision. But that Daniel was here in a situation, and it, it becomes personal. It becomes a one-on-one -on -one situation when you get alone in the spiritual realm. Nothing else around you matters. Have you? How many times have you been involved in a church service? I mean, the Holy Ghost falls. People are speaking in tongues, running around, rolling on the floor. You know, the old holy rollers. Uh, people are dancing in the spirit. It seems like the musicians have been playing for 12 hours straight. And people have been speaking in tongues and and. And just having a Holy Ghost time for 11 hours straight. And you don't even know what's going on. You're just in the spiritual realm. But it's just you and God one-on-one. -on -one. I believe that Daniel was having that type of, 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 of a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship, uh, spiritual connection through his fasting with God. Now, it may not have been all this dancing and things going on as David did or as we do in the church, but there was a different level of spirituality that Daniel had reached after three full weeks of fasting. I guess they call that the Daniel fast. Uh, I, I don't know for sure. I, I'm not, I don't need to fast. I'm like that where you fast for a diet or anything. But in verse 7, it says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision. What? Hold on. Daniel had men with him. Daniel saw the vision, but the people that was with Daniel didn't see the vision. Come on now. I'm sure there's times some of us have seen things in the spiritual realm and others with you had not seen it. Praise God. But you said, you you may have even asked him, hey, did you see that? Hey, did you hear that? And they may not have seen it. And they may not have even heard it. But you did. And you know it within your soul. You know within your heart. You know within your mind that it's from God. And that God gave it to you. For it goes on to say here that the men that was with Daniel saw not the vision. But a great quakening fell upon them so that they fled and hid themselves. And they left Daniel there all by himself. And he saw that great vision and he had no strength because that vision weakened him. But these men that was with him, they didn't see the vision, but they fear. Fear and guilt fell upon them of this great sound 
that they heard, but they didn't hear, they didn't see anything. We got to get out of here. We can hear it, but we can't see it. We're out. You know, I'm sure they were scared when this voice came out sounding like a multitude whose word, the Bible says in verse six, whose voice, whose words were like the mult, uh, like the voice of a multitude came out. Hey, we got to go. We're scared. They heard the voice and they had to go. Hallelujah. Let's go down to verse 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. For unto thee I am now sent. What? And when he had spoken these, this word unto me, I stood trembling, trembling, afraid. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. You mean Daniel was in prayer for twenty, for three full weeks, but here it is said that when the words were heard, that very first day the words were heard. Daniel didn't know how many times do we pray and we're not sure if God is hearing our words. As I said earlier, we're, it, it sounds like we're praying, we're fasting, we're praying, we're fasting, but we don't know if God heard. We're not even sure if God heard, but Daniel had faith. Daniel didn't give up. After all, we have to, we do have to remember that Daniel did have an encounter in the lion's den. Daniel did have an encounter uh, when he was, um, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with the fiery furnace. Daniel did have an encounter with God where his name was changed. Hallelujah. Daniel was a learned man. Hallelujah. In, in Daniel first, chapter 1, it says that they had no blemish. It was well-favored, skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace in whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So these were kids, children that was learned. Daniel was no dummy. Daniel had a mind and Daniel used his mind to get closer to God. And let's remember, Daniel went against the opposition and he would still pray facing to the east three times a day when they said, don't do it. And he had to pay the price for that. But Daniel did not give up. Daniel was morning here in chapter 10 when he has his glorious vision for morning praying m-o-u-r-i-n-d morning and praying for three four weeks and uh verse 13 in chapter 10 it says but the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me one and twenty uh one and twenty days what one in 20 days, that's 21 days. Daniel in verse 2, chapter 10, verse 2, morning three full weeks, three times seven, 21. Our Lord is a mathematician as well. So for 21 days, and it was spelled out in verse 13, Daniel prayed. Daniel was praying, not giving up faith. But the word came from the very first day, Daniel. Your word was heard, and I was on the way with the answer, but I had a little struggle along the way. 
But Michael, one of the chief's princes, came to help me. So Michael fought off the fought off the hindrance to the answer. Hallelujah. Michael may not have been a physical fight, may have just been a distraction, a deterrent, whatever it was. But that, but Michael got in the way, and it took 21 days for the answer to reach Daniel. I'm trying to tell you today, if you need an answer from the Lord, which we all sometime in life are going to need an answer from the Lord, we can't give up. We got to keep trying. We got to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And maybe we ought to just push the plate away. Remember in verse three, Daniel says, I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine near my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. But I want to concentrate, go back a little bit. He said, I ate no pleasant bread. So he didn't went on down to, to a Winchell's Donuts and, and get his uh, apple fritter or his maple bar or whatever it may be. Uh, he, 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 didn't, he drank no wine. He didn't go and get his Pepsi, his Coca-Cola or his favorite drink. Hallelujah. He stayed away from it all. Praise God. He was purifying. He was sanctifying himself for a specific purpose because he wanted an answer from God. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, Now I came to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the later days. For yet the vision is for many days. Hallelujah. We all it's going to be a long vision. It may not come to pass right away, but it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. And we get weak through this process of waiting. We get weak through this process of fasting. Hallelujah. But we still hang in there. I want to encourage you today to hang in there because God will help. God will give you what you need. Hallelujah. He sent the messenger here. He sent the one to help Daniel along the way. Praise God. Uh, and he touched Daniel. He touched him. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Hallelujah. I'm going there too. When you hear these papers, I'm turning the, the word too. Because we're doing this together. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 3. Well, let's start at verse 1. When he has come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Who's he? Jesus. Jesus is up on the mountain talking. Hallelujah. Giving the Sermon on the Mount, if you will. But this is not the Sermon on the Mount. But he was on the mount. But when he came down from the mount, great multitudes followed him. I'm telling you, when you're doing something good, when you're doing something positive and people see your good works and believe and trust in you, they will follow you. Hallelujah. When they believed the word, when they saw the miracles that was done, when his word was truth, which right now I'm telling you the book, this is the Bible. This is not my thoughts. These are not my ideas. This is this chapter and verse. And you got to have the truth because the truth will make you free. I can come up with some flowery stuff, but it ain't supported by the truth. If it's not supported by the word of God, it's just all in vanity and it's fluff and you're not going to be saved. Hallelujah. I can tell you all as well 
Go ahead and keep on sinning and live your life the way you've been living it, but it ain't going to help you make it to heaven. You got to repent of your sins, be born again of the water and of the spirit. You got to get a hold of God. You got to go on a Daniel, do what Daniel did in chapter 10 and verse 2 and mourn for a while. Pray for a while. Don't let any pleasant food come to you. You never know what's going to happen in the spiritual realm. That's Daniel needed an answer from God. How many you need an answer from God? I need an answer from God. We all need answers from God. Going back to Matthew chapter uh, chapter eight, and it says here, and behold, there came a leper. We've talked about them and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. First of all, this leper. This person had a disease. This person had a problem. Oh, I'm talking to somebody now. There's somebody listening who's got a problem right now. You're going through it, whatever it is, finances, uh, uh, shortness of food, hallelujah. Don't know where you're going to live or if you're going how long you're going to live. But there is an answer. If the will of God is for you to live out your life under according to the will of God. And this leper, he had a problem in his life. Hallelujah. He needed a touch of God, just like you need a touch of God. You need to be saved. You need to be born again of the water and of the spirit. You need God to get a hold of your life. Hallelujah. You need to let go of the drugs, alcohol, and any unclean thing that you're involved in that's against the word of God. Because it's the word of God, his pure walk, his holy walk, his sanctified walk is what's going to save and, and get you on that right path to heaven. You remember, it's a narrow pathway to make it into heaven. Hallelujah. And G said, he said, Lord, he came and he was just worshiping him. He knew he, he who he was. He just worshiped. Oh, God, I love you, Jesus. I, he was worshiping God. How many of you just take the time out at work, in your car, in your bedroom, wherever it is, and just lift up your holy hands and just start worshiping God just out there? But who cares who's looking? Just start worshiping God. Just start praising God. If you need an answer, if you need something from God, God wants your praise. God wants your worship. God wants to be your all in all. That's why we have choirs in churches so that God can be edified. That's why we sing songs to edify God. That's why we sing songs before we hear the word usually is so that God can soften the hearts, get the hearts prepared to hear the word through music and song and edifying of God. Hallelujah. And he said he worshiped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean or thou canst make me clean. But it didn't take Jesus long to take care of the situation. Hallelujah. We knew he was going to take care of it. He took care of it for Daniel. He came and he answered. It took me a while, Daniel, to get here. But Michael came and Michael gave me a little assistance. Hallelujah. Because the prince of Persia was there and causing some little problems. Uh, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. Hallelujah. But Michael came and gave me a little assistance. Praise God. So as he got that little assistance, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. This is in Matthew chapter 8. He said, I will. Hold on. The person that had a need, he went to Jesus. Do you have a need? Go to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I got a need. And Jesus said, 
Jesus said, put forth your hand. I see what the problem is. You're leper. You're in your hand. Your hand is leprosy. Your pieces are falling off. But nobody's going to touch you. They're going to put you outside the camp. They're going to have you and then proclaim unclean, unclean, unclean. Because you got leprosy. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. And Jesus said, put forth your hand. Bring the problem to me. Hand it over to me. Hand that problem over to me. He said, I will. Be thou clean. And immediately, the Bible says, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself unto the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony. Praise God. He's there for you. He's there for you. And as Daniel was weak by this vision that Daniel had seen and Daniel was going through, hallelujah, verse 16 in, in Daniel chapter 10, it says, And behold, one like the similitude of the Son of Man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, Oh, my Lord, by the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me and I have retained no strength. So he's weak because of his own problems that came back to him. Hallelujah. He's got some problems. Daniel had a problem. Again, here we are again. The leper had a problem. He went to Jesus. Daniel had a problem. Verse 18, uh, verse 17, it says, For how can the servant of this, my Lord, talk with my Lord? For, for as for me, straightway there remain no strength in me, neither is there any breath in me. After you get involved with Jesus, I know I've been in church services many a time. And it's hard to drive home. It's hard to even walk out the service because you've had a good service. Ties all crooked, shirts all hanging out your, your pants because you've been worshiping God. Your shirt tails are showing. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a good church service, a good relationship, a good move of God, praying for people, seeing people blessed, and just sitting back marveling. And marvel at what God has done in that service and with the people of his name, people that have been born again, visitors for the first time, just standing back watching. What in the world's going on here? That brings me to a point. I remember I was in a church service one time and uh, we used to get to church an hour before service and pray. During those times, we used to preach out on the street corner. And then from the street corner, we go right back to church and we would pray for an hour before church service. Even if it was Wednesday night, we'd get there early. We'd pray for an hour before church service. Yeah, we were trying to get a move of God. We had a move of God. A lot of different ministries going on. A lot of things was happening. So we'd pray. And we were praying. I mean, the Holy Ghost was falling before service even started. So all we just needed was the music. Uh, the, the Holy Ghost was the prerequisite before the music. Praise God. And that happened many a time. So anyway, we're in church and the song service is going. We had a normal prayer. Not normal. Well, for us, normal was everybody speaking in tongues and spirit moving. And visitors came in and, and the, before the preacher started preaching, uh, the, the Holy Ghost moved on the whole congregation, visitors and sinners, saints alike. 
Everybody was getting touched by God, still standing up as you do in church during song service. And my eyes got fixated on this one guy at the back of the church, just standing there with his eyes closed, tears running down his face. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost was moving on him. I went over there and I prayed for him. The Holy Ghost started moving on him even more. You could see it. You could feel it. If the cloud, the glory cloud was thick in that service. The spirit of the Lord was thick in that service. Let me tell you. And then the prince of Persia entered into this man's spirit and he just sobered up real quick and he looked at me and he said, I didn't come here for this. And I looked at him. I said, then what did you come here for? God is blessing you. You may not have come here for this, but God brought you here for this. But the prince of Persia persuaded that man to leave. And he left. I haven't seen that man since. Man, I don't know. I'm telling you, we have to go spiritually prepared to receive what God wants to give us. You come for one thing, but God's going to give you something else. Do you think that Daniel was prepared for this vision? No, he was weak. He became weak throughout the vision. I'm sure he was shocked through the vision that he saw. He, he, the people that was with him, they were shocked. Human vision, the human weakness that's displayed is here. Therefore, I was left alone and saw the great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my calmness was turned into me into corruption, and I retained no strength. That's in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, verse 8. But that's okay. We can go through those emotions. We can go through the weakness. And that's quite all right. Because God is doing a thing. And it's not a new thing. It's just a great thing. Hallelujah. Right on, right. Oh, he does new things too. But right now he's doing a great thing. And he's going to do a great thing in your life if you just let him and if you just stay tuned to stay into his word. Stayintohisword.com. That's where you need to be. And together, we will bring forth much fruit. So, verse 18 says this. Then there came again and touched me. One like the appearance of a man. And you know what he did? He strengthened Daniel. It says, and he strengthened me. Let God touch you. Let God strengthen you. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Yeah, just most of this can be done one-on-one. -on -one. It could be done without being in the church. True enough. The church is you. You are the church. Hallelujah. And then it goes on to verse 19. It says, and he said, oh man, greatly beloved, fear not, fear not, you the man, you're greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto you, be strong, yeah, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and, and said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. There's the words for you today. For those that are going through difficult times, for those that are having struggles, pain, sorrow, suffering, there is a way out. Fast. Seek the face of God. Get on your face before God. Eat no pleasant thing according to your uh, 
physical ability. You may be on medication or something. I don't know. But God knows your heart. God knows what he can do. It may be some weakness along the way. You may have some uh, some spiritual things going on, spiritual visions, spiritual headaches, spiritual hunger, growling of the stomach that you may not understand. And you may feel weak. Well, you will feel weak, but you'll be gaining closeness to God. You'll be going from far away to God to drawing closer to God. And, and when this whole thing is over, you say, but I'm weak, God. God's going to tell you through the spiritual realm because your mind is going to go back to stay to into his word.com to what we're talking about right now, to what God has put on my heart to share with you, to strengthen you, to keep you, to bless you, to let you know that you can make it this trust in God. And hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Verse 19 again. Daniel chapter 10, verse 19. And said, O man, greatly beloved. Here's what he's telling you. Fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yeah, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was, I was weakened. I was lethargic. I was lazy. I was tired. I couldn't do it. No, it says, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak. Come on, Lord, you strengthened me. Speak because the Lord has strengthened me. For thou hast strengthened me. Speak, Lord. Speak because you gave me the strength. Talk to me, Lord. Tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what I got to do to be saved. Tell me where's the water? Where's the baptismal tank? Hallelujah, I believe in Acts 2.38. Talk to me, Lord. That carnal-minded man is off to the wayside somewhere. I'm in the spiritual realm. I'm in a place where I had never dwelt before, God. Talk to me right now, Jesus. Help me, God. Hallelujah. Right now, fellow listeners, saints, ain'ts, wannabes, believers, fornicators, drug addicts, alcoholics, those that don't even know God, those that are wanting to know God, those that are strayed away from God. This is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And now is the accepted time. We're asking you right now, go ahead and bow your heads where you are. Hallelujah. And say your prayer to God. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to tell you what words to say. I don't believe in putting words in people's mouth like that. Because you have your own mouth. You have your own way of praying. Praying is nothing other than talking to God. But be sincere in talking to God and, and let your request be known to God. Let God know that you're sorrowful. Let God know that you want the Holy Ghost. And ask God to forgive you of your shortcomings, your sinful ways, your sinful life. Yet for all have sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray and I'm going to get out of here. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus today, tonight, Lord, thank you for this word that I was able to share 
with the faithful listeners of stayintohisword.com. Yes, Lord, I pray that they visit, they share this message with a friend, relative, neighbor, whoever it is that they may know that has a need to hear what thus saith the Lord, what his book says, what his book says can help him, what the book of God, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, what this holy scriptures can say that will lead and guide these people into all righteousness and unto a pathway of salvation. Lord, I pray for their souls and for salvation. I pray, Lord, that the day will come. The day will come, Lord. Hallelujah. When we're all in the building somewhere, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody says, Amen. This song just came to heart. You guys know I like to sing. I ain't the best singer, but I sing from my heart. Sinner, don't let this moment pass you by. Sinner, don't let this moment pass you by. Give your heart to the Lord. And your hand to the preacher, man. Sinner, don't let this moment pass you by. Backslider, don't let this moment pass you by. Backslider, don't let this moment pass you by. You've strayed from the Lord. You better think about your soul. Backslider, don't let this moment pass you by. And then one other one we haven't sung in a while. Well, it's written and it's real. That my Jesus healed. Well, it's written and it's real. And fully satisfied. It's been tested, it's been tried, and it fully satisfied. Well, it's written and it's real that my Jesus heals. Hallelujah. Today, we've read what Jesus heals, is written, and is real. God bless you. Stay into his word. Dot com. I usually put these out on Fridays at the latest Saturday because sometimes Friday nights get a little hectic. So we'll see you next week. You know where it is. I'm on iHeart, uh, Amazon Music, uh, what's that? Apple Music, Deezer, whoop, whoop, Pandora. Made it to Pandora finally. Uh, what a stature. This all, wherever you can find a podcast, hallelujah, except for Radio FM, not there yet, but you can find me. Go to the webpage and it'll pop up. The webpage is intohisword.com, I-N-N-T-O-H-I-S-W-O-R-D.com. Look at the bottom of the homepage. Click on the link in any one of these descriptions. Uh, 
to one of these uh, episodes, they call them. And uh, you can see at the bottom of the page, the different platforms, the different uh, not venue, but different platforms, I guess, different names, different podcast name channels, name apps that you can download and listen. It's imperative. Remember, the Bible says in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. What does that mean? Selfishness. Uh -huh. More than lovers of God. So we need to change that and become lovers of God. Lovers of Satan. Until we meet again, God bless you.